Hello, everyone. So today I'm going to be <laughs> struggling through recording my podcast. I had a little bit of a procedure done on my nose yesterday because I've had a deviated septum since I was born, which essentially makes it really hard to breathe out of one nostril. And I kind of just got really tired of it. And especially when I'm sick, it's hard to breathe. Sometimes when I'm working out, it's challenging. So they went in there and like cauterized a bunch of things and like broke some little bone in there or bones. I don't know. It sounded really fantastic inside my brain when they did that. But I am essentially a mouth breather for the next couple of days. So please bear with me while I do this. And yeah, hopefully it goes great. (laughs) Okay. So today's topic is fat loss and targeting fat loss because as someone who has been on social media for a number of years now, I see a lot of trends with regards to how people advertise their workouts and themselves and, you know, their training style. And, you know, this is the perfect uh, exercise or workout for, you know, to burn back fat. And it always makes me so cringy. It's like, you know, oh my gosh, I think I saw one for it was like bra fat bulge, like target that. And I was like, I I didn't know that was like a thing or that we would call it that. And so part of me just rages inside when I see these things. And, you know, that leads to me chatting with other people who are like-minded with regards to this and the whole, like, I think this is really doing a disservice to people because I am definitely someone who long ago when I first started, if you tell me something and you are someone who's more knowledgeable than me, you are a personal trainer, you are someone in the fitness industry, I am going to take your word as fact. And if you tell me this exercise is going to help me get rid of my back fat or my bra bulge, I'm going to believe that and take that, you know, as the truth. Meaning if that's an area where I'm really struggling with, I'm going to do that workout all the time in hopes of making some changes. And well, I'll say, yeah, that's great. If you want to target your back, for example, in this situation, then training your back more often is going to help. But I think what a lot of people fail to mention is that nutrition is such an important part of fat loss, as is genetics. And I know people are like, oh, genetics, that's not fair. And it's like, well, no, (laughs) genetics isn't fair. Some of us are more well endowed in other places than others. Some of us hold fat in different places than others. And that is the genetics factor that we all are kind of fighting against or working with. And that's where the reality is you need to put the work in and you need to realize that how you approach health and fitness needs to be catered to your own needs, your goals, and your body type. So doing 1000 crunches a day is not, (laughs) I'm going to say it's not a waste of time. It's not a great use of your time. There's a lot of other things you could do, but if that's something you're doing every day and you're like, I'm not seeing progress, then I'd say, well, what are you eating? Like what you eat is a huge component of this. And this is where the whole, um, you can't out train a bad diet comes into play. I truly believe as a nutrition coach and personal trainer that 70 to 80% of fat loss is the result of what you eat. 
This is not to say training is not important. No, I believe in working out. I'm someone who works out four or five, six days a week. And I focus on lifting and resistance training because that helps me to build muscle. It helps me to, um, oh, what's that word I'm looking for? Uh, helps with body recomposition. So it's not just about losing fat or losing weight. It's going, okay, how can I change my body? So even if my weight goes up, I am having more muscle on my body, I'm stronger, and I'm leaner and have a lower body fat percentage because of how I'm training and how I'm eating. And this is where people also need to remember, this will take time. And the reality is it's going to take a lot longer than most of us um, are willing to initially invest. And if I think this is the problem with how a lot of us, a lot of us, including myself, have approached fitness in the past. And you say, okay, well, here's a 12-week program. At the end of the 12 weeks, this is how it's going to be. And you're like, wow, I can't wait. And you get to the end of the 12 weeks and you're like, well, my body looks a little bit different. Yeah, I'm stronger. Yeah, I'm healthier. But it's kind of like I feel like it was false advertising because I don't look that way. And I think that's the reality of you know, transformation pictures where I've mentioned before, when I started, I hopped onto the BBG wagon, which was, um, or is a program by, um, an Australian girl, Kayla, it seems. And I did so because I saw an older woman. I think she's a mom of two or three. And after her first 12 weeks, she literally had visible abs. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this could be me before Christmas. And I was like super stoked, super excited, didn't skip a single workout, did everything I was asked to do. And by the end of the 12 weeks, I did not have a six pack. <laughs> uh, the reality is that is genetically not how fat loss works for me. For me to have, I kind of have like maybe two top visible abs, depending on how lean I am and how, you know, well I've been eating. But beyond that is you know, I'm in a calorie deficit, I'm doing additional cardio, I'm like, very conscious of what I'm eating, maybe I'm tracking my calories and macros. And for me, that is not a sustainable way to live, uh, socialize and travel. And so I've kind of come to terms, I don't want to say given up, because it has not been me giving up, but me more, like I said, coming to terms and making that realization that my body is very capable of doing a lot of things. It's strong. I have a low body fat percentage on my upper body, like my upper back and my arms. I don't hold a lot of fat there. My legs are really strong. I hold more fat there. I hold more fat in like the bottom of my midsection and like my butt area. And that's genetically how I'm built. If you look at my mom, she has the littlest legs. I literally always give her such a hard time because I'm like, you have little chicken legs, mom. Like, I did not get your legs. Like, she will buy pants and none of her pants are fitted because her legs are so tiny. But she's healthy, she's active, she's strong. She can walk 25,000 steps a day without any issues at the age of, I want to say she's 70 or 71. And that's, that's her genetics. So like I have the built more from my dad who is Dutch. And so I'm tall. I'm five, eight. I have bigger legs. I'm built differently as opposed to my mom who is Filipino. And so this is where the whole genetics does come into play. I have characteristics and traits 
more like my dad um, and how I'm built. And so me expecting to have a six pack after training the way someone else does is a little bit misleading and can be really disheartening if you're putting all your eggs into one basket, assuming that is my outcome and it will be exactly the same as someone else. So there is nothing wrong with following workouts and doing different programs from different people. I will just say, be mindful of anyone who says this is a crazy fat blasting workout. Maybe it it's going to help you burn a lot of calories, but it does not mean that just because you are doing a lot of leg stuff that you're going to lose a lot of fat in your legs first. Now, scientifically speaking, there are studies that show that if you are in a calorie deficit and you do train a specific area more frequently, you are going to see more progress in that one area. But please keep in mind, this is not drastic progress. This is not the difference between having no abs and having a six pack. You are still absolutely going to have to put the work in. You are going to have to focus on your nutrition and figuring out calories appropriate for your goals. If that's fat loss, that's going to be a calorie deficit. And if if that's weight gain and trying to build muscle, then ideally at least a slight surplus is going to be good for that. So it is really important to remember, like I said, targeting fat loss, when you hear that, just, you know, read it, take it in, do your own due diligence, do your own research. You know, is there any scientific information that this individual is sharing with you as to why they think something that they eat or drink is going to help you burn fat in a specific area? The reality is, like I've said, You need to focus on the big picture. You need to focus on what you're eating, how you're training, and long-term consistency. Because a 12-week program might get you closer to where you want to be. But chances of you staying there if you just stop working out and eating in a certain way means that that progress that you achieved is not just going to maintain itself, unfortunately. When you work towards something, you do a lot of things to get there. That means maybe meal prepping, changing your eating, having more vegetables, having more water, going for walks. And all of those things get you to a certain point and a certain physique. And so you can't expect to do all those things, get to that physique, and then stop every one of those habits that got you there and then just maintain that. If it were that simple, I feel like the world would look a little bit different. But the reality is, like I've said, you got to keep it up long term. And this is where the whole find something you enjoy, find something that is going to bring you pleasure in the process. Because if you are going through these motions, eating super bland food, following workouts you don't enjoy, you are never going to get to a point where you're like, this is a physique I'm super proud of and I can maintain because the way I eat and train is something I can do forever. I know this isn't information that everyone's going to be pleased to hear about, and maybe there's going to be people that disagree with that, and that is okay. I want this to, you know, be food for thought, something for you to reflect on, something you to think about, and to remember that there is no cookie cutter approach that is going to work for every single one of us. This is where the time and experimentation needs to happen. You need to do trial and error as to how to eat and train for you specifically, And I realize this is frustrating because I haven't really given you anything, you know, specific that you can use for yourself. But 
start small, start with little things that you can work on every day. And I did release the podcast last week, which you can listen to. And that is how to get started. And that basically talks about how to get started with fitness and nutrition in a world where there's so much information out there. It can be actually really challenging to start because there is so much information out there. And that makes it difficult as to know what's the best advice for us and what the first steps we should be taking are. All right. Thank you so much for listening, fam. And please don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at JustGetFit. You can DM me with any questions or concerns, or you can also email me for personalized one-on-one nutrition coaching at Nikki at JustGetFit. Don't forget to subscribe and thanks for listening.